to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Uh, beautiful day out there. It's been really been a beautiful week. Pretty, uh, pretty warm, uh, but, you know, we're in the middle of the summer now, and uh, that's pretty much expected. Uh, July to be uh, a month that uh, we're going to have uh, some heat. Uh, one of the things that uh, you definitely want to make sure, uh, make sure that your uh, blade on your um, on your lawnmower is raised up to about three inches. You really don't want that uh, that grass to be any to be cut any lower than that. Um, that'll keep it they'll keep it shade. It'll keep the moisture there. And um, also, when you water it, make sure you water it in the morning. Uh, it needs about an inch a week, uh, especially when you get into this kind of heat. So make sure that uh, you know you, you know if you, have, if you don't have a rain gauge. Uh, try to you know put you know put something out there that you can measure how much water you're putting on the lawn. Uh, the lawn body needs about an inch a week, so if you do it uh, twice a week, about half inch at a time, that would really be adequate for the lawn. It would also be adequate for the trees and uh, other plants that you have in your yard. On um, your shrubs, uh, make sure that uh, you know if we don't have any uh, rain for a week, make sure you give them a really good soaking. Uh, you don't need to water them every day, but uh, you d- definitely make sure that uh, once a week you really give them a good soaking so that they can have uh, enough moisture stored there for the week, and that um, that should be uh, sufficient. Uh, your mums, uh, if you haven't cut them back yet, make sure you cut them back. Uh, that will give them uh, plenty of time for them to be, um, you know, to rebreak and uh, regrow and uh, be just perfect for the end of uh, August to be in bud and bloom. Uh, so that they can bloom all the way through the month of September and October. Also, feed them, uh, feed them heavy now with Osmocote. Uh, feed them one more time about the middle of uh, August, uh, and then you're pretty well done for the year. They should be um, more than enough to sustain them, you know, for you know for the time. Uh, garlic, uh, you know, some of it if it was planted last fall, uh, it should be starting to turn yellow. It should start to fall down. You really want to wait until the uh, all the, the the plant is actually laying down on the ground. Uh, it's got a golden yellow color, uh, and then you go ahead and pull it out. Uh, when you pull it out, make sure that you clean it. Let it let it air dry in a garage. Uh, you don't want any rain to be on it. You really don't want any more moisture on there. You really want, want to make sure that it dries up naturally and it dries up really well. Uh, once it's all dry with your hand, you can just kind of clean up if there is any dirt left on there. Uh, cut it uh, about um, six inches, cut the stalk about six inches, tie them up, uh, put four or five heads together, and store them in a cool, dark place. That you, really, you really need some place where it's cool and dark. That's really what you got to have um, to hold them you know, for, you know, for a long time. Uh, the, this is also the time that, uh, the, to put step three on your, uh, on your lawn if, you know, in the next week or two. Uh, you definitely want to make sure that you feed them. Uh, be, be, sure, be sure that you can water it once you're, you know, once you're done with that, because it does, uh, uh, it does, it's going, it is going to take a good soaking. Uh, so whenever you water it, uh, try to do it before you water it, or uh, whenever there's a chance of rain, that would be uh, uh, the next best thing to do. Uh, crabgrass, you know, with the heat, the crabgrass is really thriving. Uh, they love the, they love to grow in the stress. Um, whenever they're stressed in the lawn, that that's really when they. Uh, that's when the crabgrass really comes up uh, very quickly. Uh, just to make sure you just use We Be Gone Plus crabgrass control. Uh, that will take care of it. 
um, the hanging baskets. Uh, this is the time that you want to give them a, a good air cut. Uh, you want to take them back at least a third. Don't worry about the flowers. The flowers will be back within the four or five days. Cut them back. Feed them hazmacote. And uh, within about the four or five days, they'll, be, they'll start to regrow. The flowers will be back, and they'll be good till about the end of August. When it comes to the end of August, that will be the next time that you, that you do that. And then same thing there, feed them, and they should be uh, uh, really good all the way into the uh, into October. The uh, the disease with the heat and the and this humidity, you're going to see that the lawn, the disease are going to be much more prevalent in the lawn. Uh, get ahead of it. Just go ahead and apply Scott's Disease X. Uh, stuff works amazing. Just put one application down, water it in, uh, and that uh, that will uh, that will take care of it. They'll, you know, and it, it, it's a residual, so it stays on there. Uh, for a good six to eight, ten weeks. So, uh, like I said, get ahead of it. And so right now, you're also starting to see this uh, nutsedge uh, come come through the lawn. That's the real light green. kind of grows about two to three times faster than the grass. You cut the grass. Two days later, you got this these little, very thin uh, blades of uh, grass coming up. What it is, it's nutsedge. You, uh, just uh, go ahead, and uh, there's a, a product called Sedge Ender. Uh, just spray it with that. That will take care of it, and it, it you have to. It, it does not come back. It's got rhizomes on it, so don't pull it. The more you pull it, uh, the more it's gonna that's gonna multiply on it. On your tomatoes, make sure that you get all your suckers out. Make sure you clean up some of the bottom leaves. Feed them. Make sure that you water them in the morning. Don't water in the you know late in the evening. Uh, if you, you know if you got to water, you you want to make sure that. It, you go, it goes into the night dry, that there's no moisture sitting there. You're already, with the moisture in the air, you're already going to have moisture sitting on the foliage. You don't want to add any more to it. So if you can, just give them a really good drink in the morning, and that should be more than enough to last all, all day plus into the next day. Um, your perennials, um, you know, this is the time that a lot of them are going to be done. Uh, cut them back, you know, get, cut them down to about four inches, clean them all up, feed them. Most of them are rebloomers, so you will get more in there. You will get more of them, to, you know, to rebloom. Um, chipmunks are, are, are a real pest. Uh, Repelazole is one of the best things, or Splant Skid. Both of them work really well. Uh, just go ahead and put that around the area, kind of circle the areas, and that keeps them out. It does last about five or um, five or six weeks. A lot, of, a lot of the hydrangeas are in bloom. This is the month that they start blooming. Um, these are some of the absolute best of varieties to have. Uh, these are all rebloomers, uh, endless summer. Uh, this one just does not stop blooming. Uh, as soon as the flowers are spent, just cut that off, go down about two nodes, cut the flower off, and it just keeps on coming. It, you'll, it will not stop until the snow fly. Uh, there's a new variety, one called Summer Crunch. This is a bright red, absolutely beautiful, very, very dark, shiny, uh, foliage. The foliage is really stunning and it really contrasts the flowers. Um, great, great plant, rebloomer. The same thing with that. Just with, when the flowers are spent, just cut the flowers off and it just does not stop uh, blooming. Uh, in the PW, uh, the, the series Let's Dance, uh, Rhythmic Blue and Blue Jangles. Uh, those two are absolutely phenomenal. They same thing there. They just keep right on reblooming. In the Paniculata varieties, the best varieties are Bobo. Uh, this is the dwarf. It only gets to be about two to two and a half feet in height and about three feet in width. Starts once it starts blooming, it just doesn't stop all the way. Late, the the flowers change colors. 
uh, just great plants to have in a landscape. They're as tough as nails. They don't really uh, need much maintenance whatsoever. There's really no diseases that gets to them, so they don't need any spraying. All you have to do is just feed them. Feed them in the spring. Feed them at this time of the year, uh, and they will uh, they will really perform unbelievable. Little lime uh, is another one. This one is a it's about a three footer. Uh, three foot by about four foot wide, great plant, just a beautiful flowers on it. It just doesn't stop. Pinky winky. Um, what's the difference about this one? After they get after the flower is done, it actually the color turns to be a blood red color on it. It goes from a a white to a pink to a chartreuse to a blood red color, and it's absolutely stunning. And then the, all these all these flowers dry extremely well. You can make a lot of dry arrangements with them. Very, very easy to and very easy to grow. A little quick fire. Uh, this is the earliest one of the blooming uh, varieties. Uh, it blooms much earlier than the rest of them. Uh, the same thing with this one. It just keeps right on coming. And uh, this, the the difference on this one. This is a dwarf. It only gets to be about three feet tall by um, by three feet wide. But it just keeps throwing the flowers. The flowers turns up as they age. They turn to be a fire red. Uh, color, but it keeps throwing new flowers out. So you have that beautiful white to pink, and then that that real deep red color. And another one is called Firelight. Uh, this one is just beautiful color on them. Just great, great plant to have in your landscape. These are plants that um, they get better and better every year. They're very easy to grow, and they do extremely well in our area. And they'll give you color all summer long. In the arborescence, incredible. Uh, it just you know, stunning. It's a white um, uh, bloomer. It just uh, they're just now starting to bloom. Uh, this in, in the last uh, couple of weeks, Annabelle, uh, the Invincible series, Invincible Ruby, Invincible Spirit Two. Um, these are all beautiful varieties that they just keep on growing. It, keep, it just getting better and better as as the uh, years go by. The crown gets bigger and the plant just gets to be absolutely spectacular. You are listening to Gardening with Angel. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause. We'll be right Your gardening projects. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to the Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Gerard Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing great. I hope you are also. Yes, I am. Thank you so much. I have um, a plant in my landscape. Um, it's a grassy type with green and white leaves on it and little purple flowers i believe it's a laropia laropia yep yeah i they're getting really big they're bigger than basketballs and i want to know when i can uh divide them uh you can pretty much divide those anytime uh so i mean i wouldn't do it this week it's uh we're, no, it's we're too, really hot. too hot and that uh but whenever you know we're getting a little bit cooler weather uh basically what you do just dig up the whole clump Mm -hmm. you know, first cut the, um, the the leaves down to like about two inches and okay. then dig up the clump uh, when you dig the clump you will see that um, they're like individual cells so you want to take maybe about three cells and uh, make a clump out of that and just uh, re you know kind of spread them out um, so they got more room to grow but um, no I go ahead. I'm sorry. They, they, they just uh, you know that way it'll fill the area in that you wanted to fill in 
All right. If I do that now, though, I will not have any flowers on it this year, will I? If I cut yeah, it down. If, if you were to do that now, yes, the flower. But it, do, it they will regrow, and they will reflower. They just flower a lot later. They will. They, okay. they will still flower. Okay. Uh, the the easiest time to do it would be about the middle of August. Uh, the reason okay. for that at that time your nights become a lot cooler. Uh, so once you water them for about uh, two or three days, uh, from then they should be able to be on their own without uh, much uh, much more attention. You really want to avoid. You could do it now, but you'd have to do a lot of watering to it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're really much better off waiting until after the middle of August, and uh, very very easy to do, and uh, it doesn't take as much attention. Okay, because I've had them in there a number of years, and they're really getting—they're beautiful. Yeah, they—they're they, huge. Yeah, they're big, and they—you know—they they also get very crowded uh, yeah. in there. So yeah, uh, but you know, they—they they split very easy. They're—you know—they're very tough, very, very easy to do. And just to make it easy on yourself, I would just wait until after the middle of August. That's what I'll do then. Thank you very much. You have a great weekend, and you, be safe. You do the same. Happy Fourth of July. Yep. Bye bye. Thank you. You also. Bye. Morning, Gerard Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Real good. How are you today? Doing great. Thank you. That's good. Uh, two issues maybe you could help me with. I have a um, a yellow squash in a uh, half a barrel that's growing very well. Beautiful blooms on it and uh, buds. And uh, we get nice little squash on it. And they get about three inches, a uh, couple inches big and they rot off they fall off yeah they're pollination um what i would do is um you, you can actually use a q-tip so mm-hmm. when you when you look at the when you look at the squash the squash will have a female flower and a male flower so the male flower is the one that goes straight up and the female is the one that stays down to the uh, close to the uh, to the stem you okay. can just literally take a q-tip go inside the male flower Go right around uh-huh. the right around the uh, the center. That's where the pollen is, and just go ahead and uh, do that to the um, uh, to the flower, right close to the base on the on the close to the base of the trunk. Uh, you you basically be, you, you basically be doing the pollinating yourself instead of the bees doing it. Yes. Okay. But that okay. that that will solve that that will solve that problem. Uh huh. Okay. Very good. Thank you. All right. And. Uh, my other my other uh, situation here is my Asiatic lilies, and um, I had beautiful flowers this year. They're gorgeous, and my um, I had a yellow plant on the end. Uh, it looked like it was spray painted gold. It started dying, and uh, I asked my wife if she possibly sprayed some uh, Roundup or something close by there, and she did not. And uh, there's still little beautiful little flowers on it but this gold color is creeping up from the bottom and uh, all the leaves are dying and it's killing the flowers and i noticed on the next asiatic attic lily this is a different kind it's a big orange one it's got it starting to get it too and uh it's very unusual it almost looks as if someone used um gold spray paint on it yeah that, that that's a type of fungus i just would, would go ahead and spray with copper fungicide spray the the plant with that at at the bottom that should stop it um the uh, it sometimes the heat uh when you get the heat and humidity uh it kind of brings it on 
but uh, I would you know just uh, go ahead and put some fungicide on it. That will take care of it. Okay, very good. I All knew right. you'd know. <laughs> thank you, Andrew. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Happy well, Fourth of July. You yep. Bye bye. Thank you, Morgan Angelo. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Happy Independence Day, buddy. Same to you. Hey, thank you. Hey, I have a question. I I get up at four o'clock every morning, and my dog's always hanging about his shed. I've noticed lately. I spotted two baby skunks coming out from underneath my shed. My dogs will not leave the area. How do I get rid of those guys without having to exterminate them? Yeah, I don't. They're, um, you know, they're, they're looking for grubs. Uh, so the, the only thing that uh, I would know to, to do just the uh, their repels all. Uh, I've would, heard of that. Yeah, I would go ahead and just to put that all around uh, the area where you see them. Uh, yes. and just put them around the you know your you know that big area around there. That's what I would do. Uh, that works very well. Uh, they generally, you know, they'll stay around for a little bit and then they go. Uh, you know, the the worst thing you can do is really uh, try to to scare them off or or that. But I what I I just uh, I would just put repels all right around the area uh, that you have seen them at. Is a, is a good product that repels all is the one that the hose hook up to and just spray no, the entire no, area. This, no, this is actually a, a granular. Uh, it okay, ca- it, com- granular. it comes like in a shaker can. Uh, you just okay. kind of shake it all around the uh, the the area, uh, and just uh, leave it right on top of the ground. It, it's more of a repellent uh, from an odor uh, than anything else. Okay, Angelo, appreciate it, and thank you so much for being on today on uh, Independence Day. All right, you have a great day. Yep, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Excellent. So. I have uh, a whole line of burning bushes, and I noticed that um, last year and the year before, they really weren't turning very red. So I sprinkled them with some sulfur last year, and then earlier this spring, I did it again. Should I do it one more time? No, I I would. uh, What I would make sure that uh, that you do is uh, feed them heavy. Uh, You want them to go into fall uh, really. you know, as healthy as possible, and their foliage to be as strong as possible. That's when you're going to get that really vivid, uh, bright red color. Um, okay. I would, I just you know, just feed them holly tone. I mean, um, uh, plant tone and iron tone. Feed it heavy. This is the perfect time of the year to do it now, early July, and um, and they're pretty. You're they're, you're pretty much set for the rest of the season. Um, but the, the, if you did it, but you know, you put the software before that, you know, you got plenty of it on there. I would just feed them heavy. So, okay. that, so did they keep the, you know, did they have the energy for their foliage to stay on, uh, into September? Okay. I, they are having the same problem that I'm, I find incredible, but the spireas, the deer have decided that they like both my spirea and the burning bush. So I did use the um, plant, skid. plant skid on them, and uh, they, they, I'm trying to keep ahead of the deer, but uh, <laughs> every time there's new flush of foliage, I should get out there and spray again, correct? Yeah, yeah generally, uh, if you get... Once you do it, uh, it should last on there five to six weeks. By that time, they'll find you know they they're kind of a they're kind of a creature of a habit. But then once yes. once the um, 
you know, something changes after a while. They just find a new route and they just kind of uh, go that route. I'm surprised that uh, they're going after the spirea. I've never, that's one plant I've, I've never seen them go after. So there must be babies uh, born in there in the area. And this is the first, uh, one of the first foods that they're eating. That That's usually what happens. That's how they get used to it. Uh, I, I think they did it last year because I was, <laughs> I, we had talked about cutting them back, which I had done, and then I kept saying, well, where are the flowers? And then I finally took a cl- clear look, and they had eaten all of the flowers. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, they ate all the tip. I think they got used to it, yeah. and, they, and I didn't think they would come back this year, and sure shooting, they did. Yeah, so, yeah the, you know, I said generally that's one plan that they have not touched, uh, they have not touched at all. Exactly. Uh, but if, but if they're born if they're born over there uh, right in yep. the area and that's one of the first things that they eat that's how they become accustomed to eating some of the some of these plants that they have never touched before. Uh, but uh, yeah, and plants get don't work. But say one, if you, once you spray it one time, give it a, a, like a mist on it. Uh, yes. you should be able to to get away with just one spray. But if you see that they come back again, I would just another light spray and it should be pretty well done. Okay. Will do. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. You do the same. Bye bye. Morgan Angelo. Hello, Angelo. Good morning. How are you? How are you? Great. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Um, I got a rose of Sharon I cut back about two months ago, four to five inches from the ground. It has about six stalks. Thought I killed it. And uh, now there's some uh, sproutings at the base. Yep. The root ball. Out of the root ball. Out of five of the stalks, uh, there's nothing. And out of the one stalk at the end, there is something. Do you want to cut those stalks off and just let it come out of the root ball? Or, no, know, just, just just leave that alone. It will come out of the ground, and it will grow. Uh, did you feed it when you cut it? No, I didn't. Yeah, no, I would I would I, feed it I would feed it heavy right now. Um, when, you, when you make a cut, especially as, as uh, severe okay. as that, it takes a lot, yeah. of, a lot, lot of energy for that plant to re-break and regrow. Feed it heavy, put plant on an iron tone on there, and uh, okay. you will see that uh, the plant, it will count, it, w- it will make it, it will go up. I'll get to be uh, probably about two to two and a half feet this year. It will still bud up and will still bloom. It'll just bloom a little bit later, um, but it will grow and it will bloom. But uh, give it some uh, okay. heavy feeding, and uh, it should be in good shape. One other thing, we had some hydrangeas. Uh I don't know too much about it, but anyway, it seemed to have buds all the way up, <clears throat> these sticks coming okay. out of the ground. Yep. And then the frost got to them, and um, they seem to be all dead, all right? But there's on new growth, they're about 20-year-old mop heads yep. uh, blue. Okay. But out of the new growth, uh, which I didn't realize, I thought it came off old growth or something like that, and I'm, I'm seeing flowers, you know, I'm seeing. It's so a what flower bud. Uh, so what kind of uh, what? How does this thing bloom then? Off the new stuff or old or both? Uh, uh, most of them bloom from the new varieties now. Pretty much everything coming out now, it, they bloom from the old and the new. So they bloom. They bloom from the uh, the the buds off of the old wood, and they bloom from the growth that comes out of the right out of the ground. Uh, uh-huh. So they bloom on both the old varieties. Most of them will bloom only on the uh, on the old wood. Uh, so what you have there, it could be that some of the uh, uh, the buds came off, the wood died back, but it didn't die all the way down. So you may have some growth coming right off the old wood at the ground, 
and it comes up. Yeah, I kind of checked that. Yeah, and then it didn't seem to be so, but yeah, I'll but, check again. Yeah, but they're, uh, um, you know, they will bloom, you know, from both occasionally. But the uh, the the new varieties, those bloom from right. both, and they're, you know, and they bloom just for a long, long time. But uh, uh, this year, uh, when we had that frosty uh-huh. May. Some of them did get did get uh, the buds got frozen, but the wood was still good, so uh, the flowers should, should still be there. What do I do with those sticks sticking up? Any, and what any, do I... Anything that's dead, just go ahead and uh, you know uh, you know trim that off. Uh, just leave whatever okay. it's good on there. You know, feed it with uh, holly tone and iron tone now, right? right. And uh, you'll be all set. Okay, and and don't you. don't trim them back in the, you know in the fall. Just let them go. When it comes next spring, wait until the buds come out first. Then you can yeah. go ahead and clean it up and trim it down. Well, how do I know if something's good? You'll, you'll know by the buds, you know, being on there. And as the buds, you know, appear and they start to open up, that is, that's when the, after that is when you go ahead and uh, trim it. Yeah, but I up. mean, right now, which, how do I uh, determine which of these sticks is any good? It, it, anything that's, uh, you know, dry, just go ahead and remove that. Okay. Okay? Thanks. All right. Well, you have a great day. Happy Fourth of July. Yep. Bye-bye. You're listening to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause for the new... Your gardening projects. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. You're listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Gilbert Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Everything's great. Love the show. Hey, in, in the May or so, I fed everything. Holly tone, plant tone, iron tone, and the stuff looks phenomenal. I'm just wondering with this heat wave that we're having, are there any precautions I should take because it's time to feed them again? Anything special? Like yeah, no. On the um, uh, on, on, all, on all those type of fertilizers, those are uh, all organic. That extremely, extremely slow release. Uh, you can actually put them on even on a day as hot as it is today. It doesn't affect them one bit. Um, yeah, nothing, there's nothing there to worry about as far as uh, you know the feeding part. Second question has to do with a mimosa tree that we have. It's gotten very big. It's about twenty feet. Uh, across, I would guess, and because of that, a lot of the foliage is now out toward the end, and it's kind of woody in the middle. Is there a way to drive the foliage closer to the base? Yeah, basically, I wouldn't do it now. But what what I would do is when it comes, uh, <clears throat> as it bloom, usually that blooms about uh, late April, early May, right? Is that is that about when you get the flowers on them? We're getting we're getting the pink flowers right now. Just started. Just started. Okay, so. The, the, Depending on where the, where the trees are at, you know, the the um, it kind of changes the timing on those. What I would do is I, after they're done uh, blooming, uh, either do it after that or in a spring before when the tree is bare. You can actually okay. go back and cut them back at that time uh, to where you can force more growth on the inside. But you can cut them back after they're done blooming. You can go ahead and you know take the tree back. And it will reflush from the inside. It will force, it'll start to force the growth more on the inside of the tree. Uh, you, you live by the lake, somewhere in, closer about, to the lake. Yeah, about three, about three blocks. About three, three okay, blocks yeah, away. yeah. It's about the only place where those will survive, and you know, in a, in a very protected area. But, but they're they're stunning. 
Um, yeah, I would um, just keep trimming it back on a yearly basis after they're done blooming. Uh, you, you'll be able to force the growth from the inside out more. How far? Halfway? Or yeah, about halfway. halfway. You can you go about halfway. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and uh, they grow fast, so they will regrow very quickly. Uh, I would feed them now, and uh, when you do the trimming, feed them, uh, and then that should run out by the end of the year. What should I feed them? I would just, you know, just plant on, plant on an iron okay. tone. Perfect. Thank uh, you so much. Yep. Great tree. You're very fortunate to have one of those. They're, they're absolutely beautiful. It's beautiful. Yep. Every year after year. Yep. Happy, happy 4th of July. Yep. Bye-bye. Morning, Albert Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hello. What? Hello? Yes, good morning. Hi, Angelo. How are you um, doing? I have a problem with rabbits. Uh, I uh, go in our flower garden. Uh, have tried everything to try and keep them away. The liquid fence uh, repels all. And was wondering what you suggest. I know I've read about something. Try, like try, try plant skid. and whatever. Try plant skid. Plant skid. The, the, dry, the dry plant skid. Plant skin? Yeah, plant skid dry. Not not the okay. uh, not the wet one. Just go ahead and sprinkle that all the way around. That should okay. work that should work pretty well. How does that work as far as with the rain and that? Uh it'll just stay there. You have to reapply? No. No, it'll stay there. All right. It, and, it should and last about six weeks. Six to eight weeks. Okay. And what about the I've read about like uh, cayenne pepper spray and Tabasco yep. soft spray. Yep. Does that work? Or? It, it does work. Uh, it just doesn't last long, but right. it, it does work, absolutely. Does it hurt the plants? No, the no, it does flowers? not. No, it does not. Just uh, do a very, um, you know, a very light mist. Mm-hmm. But the problem is after, you know, either a rain or if you water from the top, right. it does wash off, so you have to do it more often. Right. Uh, but it does it does work. Uh, the problem with the rabbits, you know, once they get they get used to there, uh, and generally they have uh, quite a few uh, babies, it, they just multiply very quickly. So before you know it, you have a little army over there. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens with those. Uh, yeah, I, you, I would use a combination of all that. Okay, because like I said, the, the repulsor and the liquid fence, that doesn't seem to and Epsom salt pays him to enjoy it. Yep, yep. But the uh, plant skid has worked. Uh, we I've, I've tried that. Uh, I have the same problem at home. I have a lot of a lot of area around me that uh, Mother Nature's got pretty much everything there. Uh, plant skid seems like it's worked uh, better than than most of them. Okay, thank you very much. All right, but I would also use the the, the hot spray, the the pepper spray. Okay. All great, right. Thanks. thanks so much. Have a have a great, have a great fourth. Yeah. Bye bye. You too. Maria Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Uh, my name is Lorna, and I have a problem with thistle. And we had mulch delivered like three or four years ago, and ever since then, the thistle has taken over my entire yard. I have thistle that is five feet tall. And we went around, and we cut all the thistle down, and we poured poison down the holes. It took us like... Ten hours to do that. The thistle just keeps coming back stronger every year, and it is everywhere. Well, the problem with uh, thistle, the more you cut it, the more you pull it, the more you're multiplying it. So, 
Um, I didn't. I didn't hear that. So when we cut it before it flowered, we put it in black garbage bags and we threw it away. Is that yeah. not the right thing to do? Yeah. The the the, the only way you're going to get rid of it, there's a product called Weed Beater Ultra. I'm sorry, Weed Beater, Beater Ultra? Ultra. Right. Okay. Okay. That's got that's got a chemical there called Trimac, or if you can buy Trimac by itself. Okay. Uh, spray with that. The best time to spray it, um, what I would do is I wouldn't pull it. If you can just cut it down yes. and let it regrow. You want that You want that fresh growth over there. Okay? Okay. And then I would just go ahead and, is this in between shrubs and trees or, or is it in? Oh, over, it's over? in my hospital. It's in every bed. It's everywhere. And all my plants. It's everywhere. Okay. It just keeps popping up like crazy. Yeah. The um, whatever you know. So when you spray the, the weed beater ultra or the trimac, it cannot. If it goes on the hosta, if it goes on the other plant, it will also burn those plants out. So what you're going to have okay. to do, you're going to have to pretty much cover the the plants that they're around there, so that when you spray it. Uh, it's going to take you. Okay. It's going to take you quite a while to to get rid of this. Another thing that you can do, uh, like in between, the, once this thing, once it regrows and you have that uh, f- those fresh leaves on there, in the areas yes. where you cannot spray, you can use a sponge, and kind of with a sponge, okay. just go ahead and wipe off on the leaves. Um, that oh, will, okay. That will that will also uh, that that will work. Uh, this is all rhizomes. So with, with the rhizomes, what happens? Uh, they just they keep they keep running. So the uh, uh-huh. the, the plant is over here. The rhizome runs, and then it creates another rhizomes, and then it runs. It creates another rhizome. That's how you're getting it everywhere. But uh, the the okay. best you're going to have to don't don't pull it. And you know the, the best way to, the the best way to control it is when the plant is very young. It has got that fresh growth on there, uh, but it's going to take, you know, especially when it's in between the plants, it's going to take, uh, you know, a really a lot of time and a lot of, uh, there's really no easy solution to it. There just isn't. So. Oh, it's just like, it's a, it's a disaster. I have hosta that are like six and seven feet big around, and it's growing up in the middle of the hosta. Yeah. Now, uh, the um, in some of the, in some of those areas, you may actually... Uh, be better off in summer just to pull the hosta out later on when you know when it comes late this fall and actually take the rhizomes out of the out of the soil. Okay. Okay. All yeah, right. Thank uh, you. So yeah. Much. Once it gets in there, it's uh, it's it's quite a project to get rid of it. It's almost impossible. It's very. It is. And I have a couple acres, and it yeah. is just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, years, it has just grown exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, I would get on it, and um, you know, just uh, uh, it's going to take you. Uh, you know, it's going to take you some time. It's not something that goes away quick, and it, it, and it takes repeat application on the same plant because the plants are there. That's extremely strong plant, um, so it just takes okay. uh, it just takes a lot of persistence to get rid of it. Okay. Oh my goodness! Well, thank you so much. You All have right. a wonderful and safe Fourth uh, of July. You do the thank same. You, Thanks so much. Yeah. Bye bye. Uh-huh. Morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hi, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Hello, Angelo. Good. Hey, I have a half dozen conchollar firs, and one of them that has been doing great, they're about 10, 12 feet high, 
and like the top third is turned brown, and there's pieces and spots of it that are brown. Uh, if can I cut that out? Am I going to save it or? Is it yeah, bad? I would cut it out, and then I would. Um, yeah, you can definitely cut that out, but I would uh, treat the, all your trees there with the tree and shrub protection. Uh, the the drench, okay. just go ahead and drench that underground. You can do that now. Uh, you want to get okay. you want to get that in the ones that uh, seems like that there that's the uh, the beetle is attacking them. It, okay. it gets into the it gets into the stem and then it just keeps going down. It starts at the top and it keeps going down. Um, I would okay. uh, yeah just uh, you know drench them with that uh, and uh, they should uh, they should uh, you know stop it. But go ahead and trim off whatever is dry on there. So you say. Uh, tree and shrub protection yeah bonide makes it okay and then one other question i wrote a dendron a couple weeks ago it was lush and green and full and it stayed that way after it bloomed and now um it's dried up i have been is, is it dried up or is, is it dried up or, or drooping no it's the leaves are curled on it now yeah, and I, I dug around it. I put peat moss in it this past week, and I'm I'm dousing it with water, and it's just yeah, not seeming to come back. Is yeah, it done? No, no, you're you're well. You're putting uh, way too much into it uh, by digging around and putting peat moss. That's not going to really uh, solve anything, and you know, and loading it up with water, it, it's really not going to do a, a whole lot either. You know, once they, they get enough moisture, they're okay. Uh, in the leaves, the leaves are curling up. Yes. Okay. Open up the leaf. Take one of the leaves off. Open it up. See if there, you know. Sometimes there is aphids in there, uh, or there's some okay. chewing insect in there. Uh, since you're, you're going to do, you're going to drench the the, um, the 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 spruces with the uh, uh, the the tree and shrub protection. Go ahead and drench the the rhododendron at the same time. Um, sometimes what happens is after they get done flowering, the new growth comes out. The new growth kind of wilts down and if something got to it um you know they they will curl the they will curl the leaves but just uh since, you, since you're going to be doing the, the trees go ahead and do that one there too they should take care of it but no that okay. i mean unless, unless it's uh if only if, if, if it's just the leaves curling uh something is chewing on it i would just go ahead and drench it and they should be okay Okay, well, thank you very much, Angelo. Appreciate uh, it. All right, have a great day. Happy Fourth. Yeah, bye bye. You too. Bye bye. Morning, hour, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. How are we doing? Um. Uh, good morning. Uh, Go ahead. I would like you to uh, repeat the name of a flower when you're talking about it. Sometimes I miss it at the beginning. Okay. And then, like, if you say, "Well, in the middle for that for you know for geraniums, you mm -hmm. do this." All, my, all of the shows I listen to, it's the same way. I have a question about grass. We put grass in about a half month and a half ago, and it's coming up pretty well. It's sparse. But we got uh, impatient. We didn't put our lime down. Would that harm if we put it down now? I, I would wait. I would put it down in this heat. I would wait until it cools down. But I would definitely do that. Another thing that I would do when it comes the uh, after the middle of August, I would go ahead and overseed again, uh -huh. and that would be the time to put the lime down. I would also feed it at that time. Okay, thank. You. And uh, I bought a, a, a zinnia. It's called Grand Tooth Candy Corn. Okay. Orange zinnia. 
And I wonder if that would get seeds. Uh, they do. They do. They, 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 are, they are from seed. They are not from cutting. Uh, just to uh-huh. let them, if you want to collect the seeds, let them dry up as the flower turns black. Uh-huh. So let it dry up really well. And then um, once it's dried up, cut the flower off. And uh, if you take it with your hands, kind of put it upside down and just crumble the uh, the flower. Uh, you should see all the seeds, uh, you know, come off. And uh, as the uh, when you cl- you'll go to collect the seed, just kind of separate the debris from the seed. And the seeds are very visible. They look like, they look like oats. Oh, okay. Okay. I bought some shrubs, some arbor bodies, narrow ones at your Canton store, and uh-huh. they're doing wonderful. We love them. They're beautiful. And we did use your grass seed, Shade, shade and Sunny, and it's just come up wonderful. Yeah, just I, w- I, would, uh, I would go back and reseed that when it comes uh, after the middle of August. Uh, okay. The easiest way the, and the, the, the most inexpensive and the least amount of labor that you can put into it is reseeding it. Uh, you reseed it then, and then what I would do is next spring, I would reseed it again, and then you're going to have a beautiful thick lawn all the way through. Great. All right. Thanks for Oh, and happy fourth. Same to you, and have a great day. Thanks so much. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Morning, get out Angelo. Hello, good morning. Morning, with Angelo. How we doing? Okay. Uh, uh, you and your family have a nice, uh, safe, and fourth of July. Thank you so much. Questions. Same to your family. I uh, have rhododendrons, and I have uh, mulch, and uh, the mulch is getting uh, mushrooms in it. What causes that? Uh, acid. Uh, so the, the mulch is not uh, fully cured. It's not fully composted. Uh, get hydro- it, was, uh, yeah, it was given to me by uh, you know, a landscaper, yeah. uh, you know, one that I've used all the time. Yeah, the that uh, yeah that generally that it's not composted. What I would do is uh, just uh, get some um, a lightning line, just put it right on top of the ground and water it in. Uh, they should take care of it and it should uh, should get the pH up on the soil and also should help decompose the the wood. Oh, okay. Um, on the rhododendrons that I have, uh, there's uh, suckers on the bottom of the plants. You know, way down on the bottom. Okay. Should I take Should I take them and clip them off? Yeah, I would. So that the plant grows high. Yeah, you, you know, if you want a, a higher plant, you can go ahead and clip them off. If not, you can leave them. Basically, what it does, it just kind of fills out the bottom. You don't oh, okay. Do, yeah, if you want the plant to be open at the bottom, you know, with a you know with a higher with a higher trunk, you go go ahead and clip those off. If you want the plant to be full to the ground, just leave them there. Oh, okay. Okay. And then one other one. Uh, I got tomatoes. I got 42 tomato plants that are almost seven feet tall. Uh, some of the leaves, uh, you know, are uh, curling up. What, uh, what, what would that? Uh, be? I, would, I would go ahead and uh, you know, I would, I would go ahead and spray with Captain Jack's uh, dead brood. That's, Jack's. That brood. That's, that's an organic, uh, all-purpose spray. Uh, it works really, okay. really well. I would go ahead and, and, and do that. And just uh, also on your tomatoes, if you haven't taken the suckers off, take take the suckers off. That really helps those plants. Too. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I want to tell your listeners uh, uh, what I use is uh, uh, fish egg fertilizer and eggshells. 
in the soil, and if you've got good soil, you'll have the best tomatoes that you ever had. Yeah, egg, yeah, eggshells really helps. That's a calcium, and that's a uh, if you if, if you're gonna you gotta use some kind of calcium around the base of the tomatoes, whether you use eggshells or you use, but it takes a lot of eggshells to you know to make a little handful of uh, of calcium. Um, but right. a handful of calcium, you know, you should do that. Even even if you're using eggshells, I would still use a little handful of calcium around the base of the tomatoes. Okay, very good. Uh, all right. Thank well, you have a great day. Okay. Yep. Bye bye. Yeah. You too. Bye bye. Morning, guy. We're Angela. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. How are we doing? We're doing good. I will have a question about a rose of Sharon uh, bush. I had trimmed it back to about three feet, the wood, and now it has all new growth, but it's like getting too tall again. And is it, I mean, can I cut it back part way, the, the um, you know, the branch, not the branches, but the, but the, the new growth, the, or, yeah, or would it, will it? Well, you know, you can cut it back. Uh, it will uh, it will regrow again on the side, and it will, it will have buds on there. Uh, it just will be much later. Uh, but but if it gets taller, if it's taller than you want it, go ahead and cut it back. But next year, uh, you can actually cut that back down to about uh, a foot or so uh, in the spring. Uh, okay. And, and uh, what what will happen? The plant will will break more closer to the bottom, and it will come up, and it won't get as tall, but it'll be a lot fuller. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that, that's so that, that's one plant that you can cut down to the ground if you want to, and it will still oh come up, and uh, still will have uh, the growth and the flowers on it. So, but what I would do if the plant uh, is uh, you know getting to be too big, don't do it now. But when it comes next spring, uh, from the ground up, cut it about a foot, and uh, you will find that the plant will be absolutely spectacular, and, oh. uh, and it won't get to be that big. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great day and happy fourth. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Morgan Arangelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How we doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Sorry. Go ahead. So my my question is about a um, dogwood tree. Okay. It's about we used to trim it down and keep it around six feet tall. In the last couple of years, it's just been gotten away from me. So it's about ten, eleven feet tall. Um, how much can I whack this down? I want to try to get it back down to around six feet. Yeah, I mean you can um, you can go ahead and cut it back now. You're you're still okay with it. Okay. Um, but what I would do next spring, uh, you want to do that early. You really you want to do that as the plant starts the bud. You don't want to do it before it starts the bud. Okay. Uh, if you do it before it starts the bud, you're gonna have a lot of dead a lot of dead wood on the tips. If you do it when it starts to bud, then it will just keep right on growing, and it will. Okay, you, you, right, you will not have. Um, and you can cut it down. Uh, a dog, if a plant, um, especially you know, if it's that old, uh, you can cut it. You can cut that down to like about two feet, and just oh, let wow. it all regrow. Yeah. Uh, nice and fresh growth on there. It'll, it'll be so. It'll, it'll look so much better. It'll grow so much better. And I would do that on a yearly basis. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's yeah, it, it is getting kind of spindly and, and stringy, and yeah. it's right in front of the house, and it's yeah. starting to kind of hide to hide the house. And yeah. although it blooms real pretty, white and pink, um, would, it's would, almost like something came off of the the root base, maybe, and came off white because most of the tree is pink. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The um, 
you know, it, it, you know, do that right after, yeah. you know, do that after blue. But you can you can go ahead and cut it back. Uh, another thing that you can do, you can top it. You can take whatever height you wanted the, the tree to be at, mm-hmm. and then take the branches on the side and just keep clipping them. You know, in a sure. after it blooms in the spring, mm-hmm. you just go ahead and clip it. That what that will do, that will fill the whole tree. It'll, it'll, it won't get the height anymore, you know, quite yeah. as, the height anymore, but it will be full. Okay. Uh, and can I ask you about milkweed? Sure. Um, so they're starting to come in, take over in the front patio area, and my wife really loves them because of the monarch butterflies. Sure. And, um, <laughs> I don't want them to take over everything, you know, so, um, and I understand they're like a runner. Um, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they do. They have a rhizome. Okay. So, um, uh, you know, what you can do, uh, you can, um, like, if you want to contain it, yeah. uh, you can actually, with a spade, and, and you can do that, you can still do that now. Okay. Uh, just um, kind of go down about six or eight inches with a spade mm-hmm. and cut the, you know, kind of severe it. That will stop the runners. They'll con- uh, concentrate the runners in one area. Oh, I see. So cut them from from running. You're cutting from running. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's one way to contain them, uh, so that uh, you know instead of uh, the running runners just going everywhere, they kind of stay in one area. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for your help. Have All a great right. weekend. Have a great day and happy fourth. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, the hour is pretty well uh, gone. Uh, like to wish everybody a happy Fourth of July. Uh, just uh, so thankful to be in, a, in an amazing, amazing country over here, um, and uh, just uh, enjoy the day and uh, reflect on all the good things that we have. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back next Saturday.